0: I kind of hung around in the different Asian communities in San Francisco and they're all there. They're all there, right? And I decided that, that Japan is what fit me.
1: Today, I am pleased to say that I have Linda Sherman Gordon with me. Linda's a speaker, and she's also very much involved with longevity and she's going to tell you a little bit about that as well. Thank you, Linda, for spending this time with me this morning.
0: It's great to see you, Lance.
1: Yeah, it's been a long time. How long has it been since you moved to Hawaii? Did
0: we you... bought our house there in 2004, Okay, but while we were still living here. We okay. thought it would be like a beach house stopping off place because yeah. we did have a place in LA, and we just ended up spending more and more time there. Mm-hmm. Where
1: were you born, Linda?
0: I was born in New York.
1: Okay. In New York? I thought you were born in
0: Miami. I grew up in Miami, so (laughs) I moved there when I was four.
1: Okay. Yes. And you have one younger sister. Yes. Are you guys close?
0: Yes. She's in Massachusetts.
1: Okay. All right. How long did you stay in Miami before you left? How old were you when you left?
0: Nineteen. So I got married at 19. I was married from 19 to 23. And then I was single for 20 years. And then I met my fabulous husband when I was 43 on a tennis court. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) You moved to LA from Miami, right, when you got married? Yes. Okay. 'Cause you look so really I was, hot I in that was, car. I You're sitting that car. You look so good. Oh shame. Did you did I you, like that photo. Did you get in were you thinking about becoming an actress or a model or something? <laughs> no, really. No, come on. You're That's beautiful. Very I mean, you haven't changed, but still you oh, are my beautiful goodness. now.
0: Thank you so much. No, I never thought about that. No, no. no.
1: Well that guy snatched you up real quick at nineteen. <laughs> So, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, tell me, what kind of child were you? Were you born to sports I or thought more into I thought I was
0: sure that I was so adult by 19. Oh, you know I how yeah, you I know. stupid yes, you are yes, when you're yes, a teenager. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yes. Tell me, we're, we're still friends. I'm very you? much still friends with Richard Sherman. Okay. And um, we even, st- my husband's friends with him, and we stay with him when we're in LA.
1: So, you kept his name?
0: I kept his name because it was easier than Salzman. <laughs> you have to you have to spell Salzman. Sherman's really easy, and a lot of people in Japan knew have, have come to know me as Linda Sherman. So I didn't. I also, I kind of use my my uh, Ray Gordon's name, so Linda Sherman Gordon, but not that much. I kept the Linda Sherman because having worked here for 22 years, people all knew me as Linda Sherman. So I, I kept the Linda Sherman.
1: But you didn't come over here with your husband, did you?
0: No, no, no. No, right. I came the first I'm time, I came time. by I myself, came but the second time, time. I came with Ray. Okay.
1: So let's get back to when you were a little girl. When you yes. grew up, were you more academic or were you more um, physical? You were
0: academic? I was more academic. I didn't become physical until like, I was 30. Well, I, I started doing Jack LaLanne when I was 19. So okay. I was doing some workouts at home, but I didn't start like jogging outside or anything until Ooh, I was, was that 30. About? Um, I don't know. I just was your father wasn't very into active it.
1: physically, or was your uh, mom?
0: My dad was a walker. You know, that the, that generation wasn't really out working out. But when out. you say you,
1: when you say you you started working out with Jacqueline, how old were you when you started? I
0: was nineteen when I started working okay, out with Jacqueline. Okay, okay, so, so I, I, I got I had an understanding of being fit. Okay, but running but was my downfall. Like like in. Um, in school they, would test, right. they would test you. They would test you the the the, the six hundred yard walk run thing. Right, right. I was terrible at that. And then at thirty I just started running. I just d- gradually got a little better and and
1: um started running at yeah, that time. Yeah. Okay, so in school, what were you, since you were more academic, what were you focused on? What did you like to do?
0: writing. Writing and poetry and what type and of that poetry? Kind of thing. What type of um I just would do, is especially like in elementary school, in high school, I, w- I would write little stories and and that kind of thing. And then I think when I started studying Japanese, that that fell away because I was I was so focused on studying Japanese. And I started studying Japanese when I was thirty. Before I came, to, okay, I came to Japan, th- when I was I 30. know, but, but if you start that but skipping, skipping around. In
1: elementary, you liked poetry, you liked writing. Mm-hmm. Then when you got into junior high. What, what subjects did you focus more on?
0: I, I liked everything. I mean, I was good at school.
1: Except for sports?
0: Except for sports.
1: You didn't get involved in any teams, any groups?
0: Nothing. No, I was not good at sports. in Did in they have school. a very
1: active p- sports program in, my, in your so school? So I was
0: in Miami. Um, well, I was in the marching band. You so were. I was hanging out on the sports field. Yes, I was playing the flute in the marching band in this when did you start gigantic, the flute? heavy. Uniform that we had in the heat of When did you Miami. start playing flute? I started playing the flute in high school, so I was in the the uh, the band, and um, I I was second chair, for flute, and um, so I was I was on the field for well, that.
1: But do you still play an instrument?
0: I that also fell away when I was I, everything went in from thirty studying Japanese. Um, you just kind of. It took all of my brain to do you that to and col- working at the same time. You went to so. college, obviously. Yes, yes.
1: So would you study in college?
0: So I loved psychology. I majored in psychology in undergraduate and then I got an MBA. So I've, I've always loved how people think and, and that kind of thing. And philosophy were, were my favorite topics in okay. uh, college.
1: First job outside of college.
0: I was with um, Newhall I mean Land said. and Farming Company w- was um, one of them.
1: Newhall Land and Farm Farming Canada. Company uh, up what? in
0: Valencia in 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 uh, north of Los Angeles. Um, then I worked for McDonald Douglas in a, a small operation called Actron.
1: Let me just surface and so you were in college. Wait, you got married at nineteen, so that means you were in college while you were married. Yes. Okay, so. You stayed, and then that means if you said it was four, four years there, so you, when you <laughs> graduated from college, you stopped being married. Do You haven't. Correct.
0: Okay. I, I got divorced uh, while I was still in college.
1: So the year before you graduated, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you said you went to.
0: But we stayed friends.
1: I know you Good said yeah, very close. Sherman. Yeah, you've yeah. written really nice about him too. Yeah, you said that. So that's really nice, and that. I don't know how rare that is. I haven't been in there, but I guess. You know, I when I tell rare.
0: people how close we are, I actually cared for his wife, Connie Sherman, a, a really good friend of mine. She had Parkinson's and passed oh, five years ago, see. and mm-hmm. I did a lot of caretaking for her. And uh, she got diagnosed and then she died three years later. And I, I was changing her catheter and oh really, really caring for her. Oh, I beautiful. loved her so much. So, but what about him? Was
1: he? Is he still here? He's, he's
0: still in Los Angeles, and and uh, my husband Ray Gordon and I stay there w- oh, when we're beautiful. in LA. That is so yeah, it's um, we grew up together. Nineteen, right? Like we were kids, and so he's family.
1: Well, he was me. the same age too.
0: Same Three age. years older. Okay. Wow! Yeah, that is
1: so beautiful, Linda. My sister, by the way, is named Linda. Ah, right after me. Very common name at that time. At my age, yes, uh, yeah. very popular
0: mm-hmm. name. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of Lindas.
1: <laughs> so, you got this job first of all in LA. So once you finished college, now t- you said again it was with where Boeing.
0: Uh, it, uh, Actron, Actron. Uh, McDonnell Douglas is a okay, small McDonald, division right. of uh, electronics in in uh, part of Who McDonnell were you doing Douglas. With them? I was uh, HR, human resources, okay, of course, which has to, is of a course. psychology. Of course. So you and they put me through my MBA. I did my MBA at night at Pepperdine, so I didn't go to the gorgeous Malibu campus. I right. was in the kind of sketchy location, campus, downtown. I
1: know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm from Los Angeles. I'm afraid to ask, and I don't know if you say, you don't tell your age.
0: Oh no, I have no problem telling you my have no problem age. I'm that? very proud of my age. I'm 74. 1949. You, because
1: it wasn't <laughs> making sense to me. Linda, I, I was really, that really takes me aback because I was assuming I'm older than you. I just turned 71 and Thank I was you. thinking, because you're t- Jack LaLanne. I'm saying how could she? I, <laughs> I, at 19? It didn't make sense because I said you'd have to have been a little bit older than me to do that. So I thought maybe you're a little confused. I'm sorry. I'm just Jack
0: LaLanne that. is the best. He L- was my Use man. It shadow, it the it. shadow Use jump rope. Oh, Jack, jumping jacks. He was <laughs> the guy.
1: He'd go to San Francisco, do the Golden Gate Bridge with, a, tr- with a, a boat behind him right, and swim across. Right. This man was unreal. Taught, you remember space exercises? He did oh, the yeah. piece. You remember that? Yeah, thanks I for much. I watched him every single year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Linda, I,
1: that is, you are fantastic. That's going to take us into what you're doing now. Oh, let's, go, let's go right into it. I'm excited. <laughs> this okay, is interesting. Okay, thank you. So you really talk a lot about longevity, right?
0: Yes, that's my thing now. Yes.
1: You're, now, how In long has it been? In
0: 2010, I put up a um, website called Boomer Tech Talk and a, a, a webzine, and it was for the sandwich generation, which I was a member of, a boomer, and it, the sandwich generation taking care of your parents as, as well as, as children. And now we're no longer the sandwich generation, it's the, the, the generation behind us. So it's, um, we, the website still focuses on that, but it has a lot to do with the Rethinking Aging Club that I founded. Mm-hmm. And
1: when, when did you found this? What the uh,
0: Rethinking Age, so I, it's on Club Clubhouse, which okay. is an audio-centric audio platform. Right. And it's kind of like sitting in your living room with a, a group of people. It's very, very comfortable. And we have two shows a week. And uh, one is News for the Ages, which my husband, Ray, came up with the name for. He's one of the reporters on that. And uh, the other one is, so that's on Tuesdays, and on Thursdays, we have a different topic every week, like smart home, all to do with things that benefit the aging population. So we have age tech product founders, people who have services for the older generation. Um, We talk about regulations and and things that are that are happening and we we the the news show I made to make sure that it it hits the Japanese time zone so it's seven o'clock in the morning on Wednesdays and then unfortunately the topic show is we are co-hosted with AARP the uh, uh, American Association for Retired People and that Is at, uh, they want to have it at their lunchtime, so it's 1 to 2 p.m., my 7 a.m. in Hawaii, and um, that. That unfortunately hits here at 2 a.m. But they're all recorded, so you can listen after. But it's fun. What I like about it is like a live podcast because so people, people can can call in. Can and no, they're they're in the audience. Okay. So the way Clubhouse works is there's an there's oh, a oh, live yeah. show and then there's audience. A virtual audience. It's all audience it, it, so you're you're participating virtually. It, it's kind oh. of like. You know, a, 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 Zoom, a meeting Zoom meeting, except it's, o- it's audio, audio which right. is so, it just seems so, especially for me at seven o'clock in the morning <laughs> in, in Hawaii. I don't want to be combing my right. hair Nobody. or anything. <laughs> right, so um, I, I like the audio thing. And I am going to make that into a podcast. I'm, I, I have plans for Christmas when I have some time. I'm going to, I'm going to convert all of those. There, you can do the replay if you're on Clubhouse but I want to make a podcast to just make it more available to everybody. Let
1: me ask you this Linda, can you tell how many people are participating or how yes. many people have, do they have to like, on, on podcast you have to subscribe?
0: Right, no. Right. Uh, yeah actually and they can tell th- how they many people? W- well I have um, 1700 members in the Rethinking Aging Clubhouse.
1: Club, which is, the clubhouse, is is part of clubhouse. clubhouse so okay so you can uh, keep track of that
0: yes and it, a, it's kind of like it, it's a it's a community so I think that's so important especially in it. this niche that we to get the word out it's so important to find your tribe and communities are so important for collaboration and so forth so I I find it really really important and everything is free and everybody participates for free it's it's just Helping get the word out. And now,
1: how do they participate by telling you the new, the latest, greatest, or how, what they're doing now? Well, for to the stay fit? for
0: the news for the ages, we have um, like eight different reporters who just bring in the news, and then people participate from the audience. So you get to know the people in the audience because they comment, and then I read their comments into the room. So so you get to know the community that way. And for the Thursday shows, I recruit different experts every week, and I also, uh, my, my co-organizer for those rooms is Debbie Howard, who you probably know from I the know ACCJ, are, yes. former president of ACCJ. Right. And it's great because it's really nice to have somebody to work With to to recruit people because she goes to different things and has different exposures and she continues to have the Japan exposure because she's going back and forth with the Carter Group. She yeah we were we I just spoke at her conference for the Carter Group the Living Best Community conference that they did on uh, Age Tech. She's not just on the 11th. No, she's no longer she 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 goes back and forth. So she she's in Austin. Austin. She goes back and forth. Yeah. (gasps)
1: With her husband, back and forth, I guess.
0: Yeah, he comes here sometimes, I think. Okay, Mostly so. she's going back and forth by herself. She's so busy when she's here, I'm sure it's like boring for him. So.
1: Yeah, she became president after May. I was president prior to her and then she became president at the American Chamber. And yes. I was
0: the uh, head of the marketing committee.
1: That's right. That's right. Under me. I May?
0: loved bringing in speakers. I got some really good speakers. When
1: was this? When? when? Under Debbie Howard or under May? I think it, must it was be under un- you it was under me yeah, it was under okay. you.
0: yeah, because i I left, I think because i i w- yeah I was right. mostly
1: so tell me a little bit about how you started at thirty, you started studying Japanese, and why did you decide on Japan, where did the interest come from
0: i got fascinated with Asian cultures. Um, I had a Vietnamese boyfriend for a bit. And how I got the Vietnamese boyfriend... I got interested in languages and I was studying French. And I met him through the French Film Club.
1: How old were you when this happened?
0: Um, It was a couple years prior to 30 when I moved to Japan. So I was like 28 or so. And I was in San Francisco then. Because I, w- I was working for IBM and they moved me to San Francisco to work on the Transamerica and Memorex antitrust suits. So, yeah. wait, wait, so <laughs> wait,
1: Linda, so that means. I got my s-
0: MBA and it w- I was like a new MBA hire. So, you were so busy
1: you didn't have time for a social life? Or you chose not to have a real social life? Because, wait. The way you look and everything, I'm sure everybody was trying to get, you know. <laughs> Come on, I know Oh, you era. mean the, the fact that I
0: stayed single yes, for 20 years? Oh, yes. no, I was, no, I was, I had a social life. You had a social, okay, oh, right. yeah. And all by the time so I met no Ray. had no desire to be married. I, by the time I met Ray, I knew exactly what I wanted. I no, because I was having fun. I had, I had a Japanese but I'm sure boyfriend for you quite a while. You broke so many hearts, I'm sure you Aou had a big Aoki Teruo. Okay. was my boyfriend from Mitsubishi Trading Company. Uh, for quite a while when I was in Japan, yeah.
1: But that was here. Well, well, I no, no, was be in like Japan. About. In yeah. Japan, okay. Prior to But that. I came here when
0: I was 30, so oh, okay. that's a but big chunk of the 20 years that I was single. So, yeah, from 19, so I got I got yes, divorced at 23. About. So 23 to 30, Seven I, was, years, right. I was in L.A. and San Francisco, and oh, right. I was single. Oh. And uh, I would, I tend to be uh, work Long hours. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying you're so focused on your work
1: that your social life couldn't have been that great. I mean, it couldn't have been that. I
0: you? somehow fit yeah. everything in. I don't know. I, it, it, when I was in Japan, I would get my Japanese boyfriends to talk to me in Japanese, so that it was continuing to work on my, my Japanese. Okay. And so that was a very important criteria. They had to speak proper Japanese Japanese. because I didn't want to learn like slangy Japanese. I needed to learn ja- <laughs> business see, Japanese. Is, so you got with the criteria. <laughs> And then multi multitasking. Multitasking.
1: <laughs> so you come here because of your Vietnamese boyfriend first of all.
0: That all started. That's your first with him. interest. And so but I was enough? in San Francisco. I was in San Francisco, and I knew that I was very interested in working in Asia. I decided that, that I was going to do that. And I kind of hung around in the different Asian communities in San Francisco, and they're all there. They're all there, right? And I decided that, that Japan is what fit me, the Japanese culture. Was what because I, I I could not have done China been here, never could have ha- done China could never have done Korea here, but you would never, never been, here. been here you
1: mean the person you mean just
0: hanging out the, the, the like personalities in right person- yeah
1: based upon your psychology and everything studying that you said okay their demeanor fits mine yes I can do that
0: and it I was a good choice
1: so you come over here a little bit of the language under your belt but not a lot.
0: What I did at Berkeley, so I was in San Francisco. I took Japanese one, two, three, and four all at the same time, and they would have these How cool language. The ro- I was taking some classes, and I, I would go into their lab and listen to Japanese. I just did it. I just did what I, the okay, stuff that me. I didn't understand. I absorbed what I could absorb, okay, and I, to. I think I, and I, I continued to study Japanese when I was here, but I think it's. All about that I was able to use my right brain and my left brain and I I learned a lot from TV so I I was watching Japanese TV and especially movies that I was familiar with was really really good for me because I I could I knew the story and so I was hearing it at the same time and I managed to get a TV system that was showing subtitles uh, Japanese subtitles so I was like absorbing that barely so I, I didn't read yet but it was like I just kept trying to throw as much in my brain as I could.
1: You're watching U.S. movies that had been Dubbed, dubbed in Japanese, because when you were saying oh, you're so, familiar right, right, movies you for me with how, what movies mm. could you have been familiar with that were Japanese movies? No, yeah, but dubbed, dubbed. Dubbed because movies. that was much so
0: much easier than wa- trying to watch a Japanese That's movie right. because it, so it's so it. different the way th- they speak. And so, you know, like movies like Kramer versus Kramer, right. movies that have a lot of talking and yeah, not action movies. Right. It's, it's important what you. we
1: well, didn't start all that. When we were growing up, I mean, there was a, we had, m- our movies were Woody Allen. They were intellectual. You had right. to think about it. You <laughs> had a feeling about it when you finished. You didn't, anyway, it was a, d- a different time. Yeah, yeah. I missed that a little <laughs> bit. Anyway, so you come over here with your Japanese, and you started working doing what?
0: Market research, well, a little bit of consulting with Tokyo Consulting Group, and then with Japan Market Research Bureau, which is a part of the J. Walter Thompson group. And um, that was great. And that was when I decided I absolutely had to have Japanese because I was watching focus groups. And I said, I do not want a translator because there was always a translator for the focus groups. And I said, if I am going to really grasp the Japanese consumer, I need to be able to hear them without a translator. Now, there a and so I was intent. That you came? 94, 95. I came No, that was the second, second time I came. Oh, that was second time. The first time was 81. Okay, so it was, oh, wow. 81 to wow. 90, and then I, I came back in 93.
1: 81 to 90? 90.
0: Yeah, 91.
1: And see, you came at a time when...
0: That was <laughs> boom. I was in the boom. You came just before was, it burst. Yeah.
1: And not only that, that's when the Japanese believed with all their heart, this is the most difficult language <laughs> in the world. No one can speak it. Your tongue's not made right. And all this other stuff, there's no way in the world you're going to be able to do it. And then I think I, we stayed long enough to realize the Australians who had learned it in school came over here and started blowing them away. Yeah. And all the competitions and everything—it changed everything. You saw a paradigm shift. Like people coming here for a year and doing the same thing they did with French, learning it like that, and going out and doing things. So now it's not an issue. People come over here and just start speaking the language and getting around. They're able to do all the things that are necessary: eat, find directions, all the things that are necessary. They can get around.
0: They can get around.
1: In the language, and that's what you need to do first, anyway.
0: Yeah, but Mm. I really, really encourage people to learn Japanese. I mean, it's almost insulting to not make an effort to learn Japanese. Europeans always learn languages. You know, you hang out like, uh, I loved the Economist Club when I was here. Of course, I liked the ACCJ, too, but, and I was a member of the Nihon Keizai de Yukai, which I could never do without Japanese. But it's just polite. You're to speaking to
1: Americans basically. You're not speaking to Europeans or other countries because yes, they learn I'm the language. I'm speaking to Americans. You've got to learn the language, guys. There you go. <laughs> That's yeah. who you're talking to. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we came over here, because now it's not the same. When we came over here. We said if you speak three languages, you're tri- trilingual. If you speak two languages, you're bilingual. If you speak one language, you're an American. <laughs> You never heard that heard before? That. I
0: missed that one. <laughs> Jesus, yes, Oh, that's good. And
1: now, but you can't say that because in America, there's two languages, Spanish and English.
0: It is. Yeah.
1: So many Americans I'm seeing are speaking Spanish. I'm surprised. They don't even realize they're bilingual.
0: They have to talk to their maid, right? Uh, whatever. The gardener. <laughs> I mean, exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Exactly.
1: But when we went to school. They
0: may not be fluent in Spanish. Right, but they but they, at least yeah. they
1: speak another language. But when we grew up, you only spoke English. But you, you had to learn. You had In high school, you had to pick one or two language, one of two languages. It was usually Spanish or French.
0: Right. You remember? Right. Right. That's all we had. Yeah. <laughs> no now they know to pick Chinese or so, <laughs> Chinese, yeah, something French, useful, something that
1: you can use somewhere. Right. Else. Right. right. <laughs> but it's all changed too, wouldn't you say? Because now we communicate so much faster. Within the blink of an eye, you can find out what's happening anywhere on the planet. When We grew up. If you didn't have a recent sec. So the recent Encyclopedia. uh, um, encyclopedias <laughs>
0: Encyclopedia. <laughs> and every year they gave me the
1: new one to update uh, yeah. the stuff that may have been wrong with cool known.
0: plastic things the world book yeah i love that <laughs> you remember that my dad made sure we had all i of sold
1: that. encyclopedias when i got into the air force
0: ah. yeah
1: i sold them and you could always tell so it's those were the times when you took two weeks or more to get a letter from someone if they were in new yorker so it didn't come right away you had to wait and you hoped that it might have a fragrance or something on it, you know, <laughs> if you were writing to someone else. It was just <laughs> a different time, a different time. The internet, calls, when the you internet came over is here, amazing. You came over here at a time when you made calls, you had the little card. You put it in, you got a few minutes. Right. And it cost a fortune.
0: But that was the best gift. So if you were a company, you, you would can, put you your logo on there, you had the phone boom, cards. that's what you gave the, the phone, phone cards. cards right. That's right. And um, when I was at Japan Market Research Bureau, I got my first computer, and uh, I, I uh, knew uh, Philippe Bourlan. Um, yeah, know, and yes. he helped to get me on the internet and, and that kind of thing way back Philippe then. It remember? was Oh, you know? I Yeah,
1: yeah, cool guy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we so, ran through a lot of the same people. Yes, yes. Because then all the, matter of fact, the people that were over here then, you didn't have so many other countries. It was just Americans. The
0: first time I was here. first people yes. here were
1: Americans. We were the ones who were really the guy genes here.
0: Yes, yes. More anything
1: else. And, and for me, if they were black, they had to be American or military.
0: Correct. You didn't have
1: Africans here unless they were diplomats. That's the only Africans you'd see, a few diplomats, but they were not here. Then it changed right after the bubble burst. Well, during the bubble time too. You started getting a lot of Russians over here, a lot of people from, Around it, it just changed.
0: It's, it's a very different feel now. But now everybody's talking about visiting Japan. Japan's cool. Finally, when I was in the Nihon Do Yukai, I was on the PR committee, and it, and all we focused on was how can we make Japan cool to get people here. And I, unfortunately, Japan, the Japanese are not great at PR. They don't like to brag about themselves. They were even back then. They were doing so much in the world and not talking about it. Right. And R- they still do th- They're really so modest. Right. And so, they still yeah. But, yeah. But somehow, recently, all my friends are talking about going to Japan. I've right. I- at least five of my friends are somewhere hanging around in Japan, right? And once in Hokkaido, you know. It's the cool place to go now. And then That's you true. have, of course, the Chinese is a, is a new big element in Ginza and so forth, all the shopping and everything that, that was not here when I was here. At all. Yeah. Have you watched or mm-hmm. read Pachinko? Pachinko is a really good book about the uh, Japanese occupation of Korea and the Koreans coming to Japan. Really good book and there's a series on Apple Plus that's excellent about that. Yes.
1: It's a, wait, is an audio Pachinko. book too? It, it, it it's, a, well, it's a book. It's a book.
0: OK. It started out as a book, but Apple did a series on, on, on it. On The whole the whole book is a series.
1: Is that right? Yeah. It's, it's mean, very it's, good. And it's, it's
0: all about the Koreans in, in it's Japan a video, what they it's went a, through. It's, a, it's, a, mo- it's, it's, it's a, a movie. It's a movie. It's a, well, a it's, feature, a okay. it's a series. It's like series. Ten, okay. 10 episodes. Is that right? Pachinko. Yeah. And, when was it written?
1: Do you know the it's one? It's re- it's pretty recent. It's recent. Yeah, it's like in the last 5 years.
0: Yeah, Pachinko. I I run a book club at and you've uh, the through, club at the kui kui that I belong to in Kauai. And um it's a, it's a really good book.
1: You've been through all of it.
0: Uh, yeah, of been course I, wow. I watched them, yeah. Is it
1: something like Shogun? You remember when they did Shogun? They had a series. Shogun was a series as well.
0: Well, that's more like a TV. Series. This is but they this is on. Apple Plus, you know, it would be like you know like ten episodes and it's over.
1: Is it people sitting down and then you're seeing some visuals and they're talking about it? No, no, it's not a
0: documentary. Oh it's not a documentary. The book is a docudrama of of what happened. So it's Uh not it it, it's not exactly people but it's it's representational of people that lived during that time. I love docudramas. When, mm-hmm. when I watch, I, I, I have a, a website, uh, streamingtvrecommendations.com, that I put up so that I could tell my friends what to watch, because everybody always asks you, What are you watching lately, and is it any good? So I just throw up things that, that Ray and I enjoy on there, and I have the genres that we like, which is doc- docudramas, documentaries, science fiction, and Humor and then aging gracefully. I have a whole section for shows, movies, and series that um, have have feature older the older generation.
1: Are you a vegetarian?
0: I am not, but no. I'm more actually. I'm just a very healthy eater.
1: Okay, what's healthy?
0: To me, healthy is no carbs at night and no, I wait, eat a lot of night, fish. Before,
1: before, when you say at night, you mean how many hours before you go to sleep?
0: Well, if you're trying to diet, it's really good to finish eating like at 6 p.m. That's really hard in Japan, because you're, you're out socializing at night, Not and it tends me. to be later. Right. Well, for a lot of people, it's hard. When right. I was here, my, my right. hours were insane. But, um, and Erica Angul... If you know Erica and Wolfgang Angel, they're our dearest friends in Japan. We were with them last night. Okay. Um, she has uh, a, a wonderful show, the NHK um, World Medicine. I'm not getting the name exactly okay. right. But it, she was showing it to me last night. She's been doing it for eight years and it, it's got a lot of so really good... So to have good, her on the podcast. Good, he, she would be. If you That's can good. get her, she's amazing. Okay. Um, and he's the head of Riedel. So uh, it's, they're a beautiful, wonderful couple. But in, in any case, she was Ray and I. So I'm I'm here. I worked for I brought in Coors Japan. Then I was president of Barilla Japan, and um, and then and then go with from Club beer Med. To noodles? Wait. So so Club Med <laughs> wait, wait. and and all of those things are. You eat stupid things, so we would go around to bars at night for cores and you know beer food and then barilla. We were eating out in Italian restaurants like five, six nights a week. And so I, I had both Shiwase uh, butori, which is happy fat from being married and and then all this eating jobs. And we both were plump at, at that time. and so Erica Angel, who is a professional nutritionist, got us started on eating properly. So I got a really good foundation from Erica and and I've just continued that. How old were
1: you when that started?
0: Uh, so that was two thousand uh, about three that, that, so that we started. the second started. time coming back, yeah? Yeah, it was the second time around.
1: And yeah. you'd already started doing fitness too? Yes. You said because you started Some that at 30, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, yes, but it's so hard to stay fit in Japan, and because at least me, I worked insane hours when I was here. I just never stopped working. But
1: always were you always in the HR department?
0: No, or no, no. You, you ran the you ran. I the company. was running companies. Running when companies, I was here. right? Yeah. So so the, the 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 first tour when I was here. I was, uh, I, I was a director at, at Japan Market Research Bureau and, and then I was president of Sara Lee Japan, which is a tiny company trying to sell cheesecake to the Japanese and eating, I was sitting inside of Fujia, which there was a lot of smoking, so it was a is little bit gross right? being right. in there. Um, but it was very interesting being inside a Japanese company and really seeing how a Japanese company works from the inside out.
1: How were you getting these jobs? Did you have executive search people helping you get these positions, not or what? Not
0: those. You know, I don't remember exactly. Oh, yeah, I'm sure everybody would like to know how I got those jobs. Yes, of course. Why <laughs> How'd you get those it's jobs? because they're, they're, they're not connected. Yeah, it's, well, they, it's all you, who you know, right? Uh, to me, okay. to me, it's 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 almost not what you know; it's who you know. And, and I'm a you have connector and too. curator. That that's okay. my thing, and I I think. It's really important, like I said, to find your tribe and to be connected to as many people as you can. Not in a gross way of just like like you're a party and you try to meet everybody there, but to get to know people and be members of communities of, of people who are interested in things that you're interested in. So you're there for a reason, and then you naturally get to know people in your in your network. And I. It, the Club Med job I got through a headhunter, um, they, they, they scouted me from uh, Coors, but the...
1: Uh, How would you get Coors? <laughs>
0: I got Coors in the United States and they found me through the Japan American Society. So I was here in two tours. So I went back in 91 and then I came back again here in 93. So they found me in New York at the Japan American Society. What was the, it that they the wanted The CORS people did. They wanted me to help them in a joint venture with Asahi Beer and to represent them in that joint venture. And after I was there for a while, I said, you know these guys are never going to really do much for us. They like having us in their portfolio, but if we really want to succeed in Japan, we need to set up our own company. And they, we did. So I, I set up the company, and I had Peter Kors over here and Leo Kiley. I would take them out to karaoke bars. It was great. I mean, wonderful people. And we started out with a small operation. And What, what did they had feel? What, what experience people.
1: did they feel you had that? wanted them to bring you in the first place? I mean...
0: Well, you know, you speaking you Japanese and, and, and being familiar with the culture is a got really you. big thing. Got you. And um, I, you. I got very familiar with... Uh, well, I was Sara Lee. I had food, you know, food and beverage. And so I was always working. And one of the things I did, so when I w- my boyfriend was uh, Aoki Teruo-san, we would on the weekends, we would go to supermarkets because he wanted to see what was going on. Because he was with Mitsubishi Shoji, and he was doing a lot of food things. He uh, that he did the Lawson's joint venture. Or he did a lot of M and A, um, and so I was really understanding the food system from the inside out through him. And and so when I uh, they they scouted me, and then when they interviewed, they understood. Listen, they they had, realized that I knew, knew a lot. So right, okay. that's how I got that.
1: Okay, because I was wondering because it just wouldn't happen, and t- you being a female first of all, and even having Japanese, you'd have to know that area, for yeah. them to think that they'd have some, you'd have some value to them.
0: It is true, and especially right. beer guys. I mean, it is beer guys. You know? I know that's what it is. <laughs> that's the point.
1: It's beer guys, and at that time, yes. more than anything else, beer guys. Wow.
0: I th- it just. Really worked for I th- the well, Japanese I think seemed to overcome so much of being a woman because as soon as I started talking, they forgot that I was a woman mostly. Because, because you
1: had it, you you had the you had the nuances, you had the the motions, you knew they could tell you'd been here so much. They had to go like this and realize <laughs> that you were a woman. That happens, but see, not everyone's going to come with that ability. You know, they're coming here, and that's why I wanted to know how'd you get there because it's not easy you put in a lot of time, a lot of effort. Oh my you God. Had I put in so much effort. You, you had <laughs> I was so determined, much much.
0: determined. And it's starting at 30 to learn Japanese, you know, most people, if you learn in you high do, school, do you, do you right. learn the kanji first, right, and you right, learn all right. the right order and everything. I was just determined. Mm-hmm. And then I decided I had to learn how to read. So then I got a tutor, and I would study on Sundays with a tutor. So that was when I started taking Sundays off from work to 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 learn the reading so oh, yeah. and I lo- I I got the Sundays off from Sarah Lee so what happened is I went to Sydney to to visit headquarters because that was our headquarters when I was working here and. I couldn't get anybody to work with me on the weekends. It was like all these guys—they go home at five, and they don't work on the weekends, really. Because I swear, everybody that I was around in Japan—that first—I mean, we did nothing but work. We did not, and I. So, I started taking Sundays off. So that was a really big deal. But even the second time I came here, I was working long hours. I just did so. And fortunately, I had a wonderful husband that I, they I brought back with me. And he would cook, and he w- he's so supportive. And he's also super flexible. He couldn't be an architect here. He's an architect by trade. And he's an architect now in Kauai. But he um, was able to work in ad agencies here, because he's very flexible. Since he had the design skills, he just switched to that. So, oh. so it all worked out.
1: That's interesting. That's so interesting.
0: I got very lucky with that. When, when, you, when I talk about being healthy, it's not just about eating right. And working out every day, it's, it, if, you, if you're if you lucky and you can be with somebody who's supportive and, and he's smart and laugh, makes me laugh a lot, he's funny, and that's so important to mm-hmm. your health.
1: Don't you think so? Yes. Well, don't you think that the reason why you can do long hours in Japan and still come out relatively healthy is because... We, we're not faced with the same stress that most countries are faced with.
0: That is so true. This this, this collabor- it's a s- collaborative society. You've got to have Wa, that great baseball book. You know, that that was so <laughs> comfortable for me because nobody would argue with you about anything. They might be arguing with your mind and, and behind your back, but they never argue to your they're face. Not, they're conflict-averse. It's diverse. so comfortable.
1: conflict especially so. if you're a foreigner. Especially if you're a foreigner, right. that's really obviously right. a foreigner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, you never have, you know what's advantage. going on if you're <laughs> obviously a, a foreigner and don't speak. But no, but the new thing, new thing is, if you
1: know how to work that, mm. and you have a psychology degree, it's a walk in the park. There's so much that you can have available, and there's so much you, good you can do for the country too. Yes. Because they'll never get in your way. They don't fear you. But if they fear you, you can learn the language and look and act the wrong way you're still not gonna go anywhere. That is true. you would be relegated to being just a curiosity. Yeah. Especially at the time we came.
0: One of the things I learned in my second tour when I was learning the reading, I learned how to read handwriting. So I could walk by employees' desks and see what they were doing. And that was, the, not many gaijin
1: can no, do that. No, not at all. Yeah. Well,
0: I, I did a lot of presentation skills stuff. I, I, um, I did uh, Carnegie. You. While so I was I. here so I. and I did a Japanese thing and I can't remember the name of the guy right now, but he had a he had a famous book and I did it with three hundred other Japanese salarymen in and I was the only guy Jane in there. Yeah. And he taught them how to tell a story and that's so important. It instead is. of yeah. That's
1: right, instead because just talking. the
0: Japanese are not brought up to present because they don't have show-and-tell and and they're so modest and everything, so learning how to present is is really important. Well,
1: the best speakers anywhere are telling stories. Human beings want to hear a story. They don't want to hear the latest numbers, unless it's in story form. Right. If you bring it to them the right way, they'll eat it up and they'll remember everything you've said, basically. You've got to make it really interesting.
0: Actually, Ray, uh, my husband Ray, was was teaching presentation skills with the AMA, and and he, he did some for GE and so forth. And and we did we started doing a presentation skills course mostly for advertising companies back here after we left, so that we had some excuse to get back to Japan. Somebody paying us a little bit of something, so that so that we had an excuse to hang around. So I'm always looking for for an excuse to hang around. So so now I have. You know the um, the marine biology and environmental technologies company that I work with, with MBT Health, which is wound care, and Miracle of the Sea, which is a consumer rejuvenation products. And I'm I, I found in the two conferences that I spoke at this time that I was here that a lot of people are interested, especially in the wound care. So I'm going to come back and and work that. So, another excuse to come back. I'm just looking for excuses to come back. When you come
1: back next time, would you come on and share that with us? I'd love to. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Before I end the podcast, Linda, there's a question i like to ask everyone. If you could magically go back in time and talk to the younger Linda, how old would she be, and what advice would you give her?
0: Well, if I was going to give Linda any advice about my time in Japan, it would be to not work as many hours as I did because it was a little bit insane to delegate more. So she'd be 30 I'd, at the time? Sh- yes, I'd be 30 at the time that I would give that advice and to delegate more. So I always feel like I'm the best at all, I can do everything and you know, you really, really gotta delegate. So. Um, The the one thing I did do was, I I, I did a lot of work to empower women in the companies that I worked for. And if if anything, I delegated more to them, (laughs) so, but yeah, I I think um, that's what I would tell myself, is to not feel like I have to do everything and, and, and to Do what I do now, which is now I work around my workout schedule. So I do I I love yoga. I finally got into yoga in 2014 That's when I got into yoga and yoga is just so great and I also do Pilates and TRX and and I am able to do the things that I do around my schedule And I mean there's there's a few team meetings that I have to do with the, the headquarters for for the company that I'm that I'm associated with but but mostly it's on I, I still work a lot and I'm not gonna stop doing that because I would just be bored. But I I would I would say, you know, if you can do anything to make sure that that you stay fit. And um, I would have done I did belong to Central Fitness and it, I, I we were really lucky we were in Fujigaoka in Aobadai, and so I was able to we had a tennis courts near there and was able to play tennis, but Compared to now, in the numbers of hours I work out a week now, um, I can do push ups and, and all, all that. Um, did I say how old I was? Did you we took do me that? 74. <laughs> you're
1: 74. you making me, wow. Three years older um, than me, wow. Uh,
0: I, I'm just really proud of being yeah, a you're fit. Being and that's so important because being fit and exercising is what prevents dementia. It's just super important. And um, especially if anybody out there is a caregiver right now, you know, 40% of caregivers die before their caregiving recipient. You really got to be centered and take care of yourself. And so I would tell myself and anybody else working in Japan, take care of yourself because then you can contribute more to what you do and everything else in your life.
1: Couldn't be wiser or worse. Thank you so much Linda. Thank
0: you so much.
1: I want to thank all of you for watching and listening and always remember it's all on loan so continue to reach for the stars
0: because you're too blessed to be stressed.